will prosper. And so we bless the Lord this morning just for what he's doing, for how he's moving, what he's, what just to be a part of what God is doing in the earth today. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what the Lord is saying. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, there is an expectation in my heart. They used to tell us in the church, turn your cup up, turn your cup up. When you turn, go to a restaurant, they, that's how they used to say. When you turn your cup up or you turn your cup down, that means whether you want some more coffee or you want coffee after your meal or with your meal or you don't, or you don't want to refill. But let's turn our cups up today because God has got something for us. Let's sit in great expectation, listening with a heart as to what it is that he has to say. I bless the Lord this morning. Father, we just bless you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. God, we honor you because you deserve the glory. You deserve all honor. You deserve all praise. So, God, we pray that you would we ask that you would just move this morning by your spirit. Have your way. Let the word go forth with a mighty voice not just with an anointing that breaks and destroys yokes, but let the word go forth with an anointing that would start a move in our lives, that we would change, that we would move, God, from darkness to light, that our hearts and our minds be attuned to you. We just believe you for it, Father. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you praise. Why? Because you deserve it. And we thank God. Amen, amen, amen. I bless the Lord this morning just for who he is and just for what he's doing. Amen. I'm really excited. I'm just, I am excited. I guess you may be able to tell that. I've said that about three times already. But I'm just, I don't know. There's just an expectation. There's an expectancy in the air. Not just what he's going to do today, but what he's doing in the earth. I'm so convinced where the word says where sin does abound, grace does abound that much more. So I'm blessing the Lord today just for his abounding grace. Because God is up to something. God is up to something. He has never, ever, ever lost control. And I bless him for that. I worked in the... Um, in the education system in middle school for several years. And um, during that time, and then even after that, I've taught, I, I taught school. We went away, did missions for 13 years. We, we, we lived abroad and came back home. And after when I got back, I taught, I've been teaching school. And um, one thing that I've learned, I've learned that you can teach a principle, and, and, and I want you to really hear what I'm saying this morning, whether it's this morning for you this evening. Oh, and let me say this. Uh, those of you who are on the, on the, on the, on the, in service with us this morning, I'm asking that you invite somebody else. Start a watch party. Uh, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, like, tag, and share. So because we want others to hear the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. I've learned that um, once I teach... If you teach it a particular uh, principle, <laughs> um, you don't just take for granted that people have gotten that. So, because um, teaching is like building blocks. 
It's like building blocks. You lay your foundation, just like, for example, when we were in uh, elementary school or preschool, now it's, we have preschool before elementary, you start teaching students the ABCs. You start um, teaching them the sounds. You teach them to let them notice, the, uh, uh, be able to recognize the letter. Then you teach them what the sound is, the B, the, a, the B is B, B, C, K, 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 and so on and so forth. And these are building blocks. You teach, you're teaching them as you're teaching them reading. If you're teaching them math, you start with number recognition. Then you start with how to add one plus one. Then you take them to subtraction. Then you go to multiplication and then division. Then go from short, long, short, uh, short division with just one digit. And then you go to long division. Okay, so you're building. And that's what I feel the Holy Spirit has been doing with us what he's been teaching us and giving us to teach. And I, when I say te what he's been teaching, because even though I'm, I'm often, te I, I may teach the word or Bishop may teach the word. And, and, and as I'm teaching, and I know it's the same thing for him, as we're teaching, we're finding that the word comes to us first. The word comes to us first. Before any water, water can get through to a destination from a water hose, it's got to go through the through the water holes first, and I bless the Lord for what the, the things that He's been saying for the last few weeks. He's been talking to us about the kingdom of God. He's been talking to us about um, the fact that when we're born again, we 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 live in the kingdom. We live we're living in the kingdom of God. We're no longer part of the kingdom of darkness. But now we're part of the kingdom of light where God is ruler. We, we, he's taught us about walking in the spirit. He taught us that, that we, after, after salvation, we are to walk in the spirit. But he didn't just say, tell us that we, we should walk in the spirit. Um, and in and, and, and Galatians 5, he did say walk in the spirit. But he also has taught, has taught us that... Um, to walk in the spirit, we can't do this in the flesh. We can't do it just of our own. Oh, I'm going to walk in the spirit. No, we have to have a power on the inside in order to do that. And that power that we need on the inside is the Holy Ghost. So he's taught us about walking in the spirit. He taught us how Jesus sent. Jesus said in John 14 and again in 16, he said to the disciples that he was going away. That from 14, 15, 16, he was talking to them and telling them how he was going to go away. He, first, he said he was just going to go away. and um, But then they got so sad about it. But he said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He came back and told them, yes, I'm going, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost who's going to come and live in you. And, and, and this Holy Ghost is going to live in you. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's going to be your helper. So he taught, we, we, we've talked about the Holy Ghost that Jesus has sent back the promise of the Father that he has sent back to help us to walk in the spirit. He taught us how the Holy Ghost is the, he empowers us to be righteous. He empowers us to live holy. He empowers us to, to, to be obedient and to walk in submission to the spirit. He taught us, God has been teaching us also how that we have to surrender to the move of the spirit. We have to surrender to the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. 
he's taught us in the last few weeks that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be ambassadors. He empowers us to be representatives of the kingdom of light. He taught us that people are looking at us. People are looking at us and how that it's our responsibility to submit to the Holy Spirit so that we can be kingdom representatives or kingdom ambassadors. He taught us how it's, the, 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 the Holy Spirit has been teaching us also how that it is the deception of the adversary to get us to feel that the, 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 the Holy Spirit is mystical and that he does not have an importance, that we don't have to fellowship or we don't really have to know that much about him. But but he also told us this is the, disp the dispensation that we're living in now is the dispensation that the Holy Spirit is working. So these are all things that, the, that God has been teaching us, the building blocks that we're needing to be able to honor God. If you missed any of those messages, go back. Look either on YouTube or either um, look on our Facebook page. Go back and listen to some of them because these have all been so significant. I was sitting in the room uh, last Sunday listening to Bishop teach, and I said, oh, my God, have mercy. Yes, Lord. I, I said, oh, I don't want to be loud and let y'all hear me out there. But I said, because, I, because the word registered in my spirit it's registering in my spirit. And I'm saying, oh God, that's it. That's it. And sometimes when he's teaching, I can hear the, the Holy Spirit telling me, you know, what it is, what it is about me, about me. And even when I'm teaching, sometimes he's talking to me about me. So I'm sitting, we're here. God is teaching us. He's teaching us, but God doesn't waste himself. He doesn't waste himself. Teachers teach, and we so appreciative of our teachers, especially now. Teachers teach to prepare students for life, for life. We're teaching the word to prepare us to work the work of the ministry, to work the work of the ministry so that we can honor God. Every one of us can honor God in in this time and people can see that god is real that god is real so this morning i'm coming back i've come back again this morning and what i feel the spirit and I, what i know the lord has given me to teach this morning is now on kingdom character on kingdom character and that one particular character trait that I want to talk about this morning is love, kingdom character. And I want to talk specifically this morning on love. Help me here, Holy Ghost. I'll, I dare say this. If I ask if anyone, any born again believer and ask you, do you love? Do you love? You would say yes. But I want us to look closely what God means when he tells us to love. We want to look at that. First of all, we, we, we know the, what the fruit of the spirit is. We know the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. That's in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23. We know, we, we understand the fruit of the spirit. But if you look at it closely, 
you will see that the first part, let me just say part, of the fruit of the Spirit is love. I want to talk on that one, on that part of the fruit of the Spirit. What, when I talk about the fruit of the Spirit, what am I saying? What am I speaking of? I'm speaking of the character of the Spirit. I'm speaking of, of the substance or what is expected from someone who lives in the kingdom of light, who is a citizen of the kingdom of light, who in whom the Holy Spirit lives, in whom the Holy Spirit empowers. Let, let, let's, let's, ooh. Mm. Let's go here to the word. I want to go to the word here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. In Matthew, the 22nd chapter, there were some scribes and some Pharisees who tried to test Jesus. They put him to the test. And when they put him to the test, and you look in the, in the 36th verse, first of all, prior to the 36th verse, the uh, Sadducees talked to Jesus. They tried to trip him up and he answered them. But I want us to look at the 36th verse. This is a lawyer who came to him and he was a Pharisee. He said this, he asked Jesus this question, master, which is the great commandment in the law? See, because now for him to ask this, he's asking Jesus to choose between one commandment over the next. Which means now, that means he would be, have been diminishing part of the law. Jesus, I often marvel when I read about how Jesus dealt with opposition. He didn't fight. He just talked. He just talked. He said, so this lawyer asked him, so master, which is the great commandment in the law? And so now... <laughs> Jesus, got to remember this, Jesus always gets down to the root of the matter. When he deals with anything, whether it's in our lives or when he's talking, he doesn't deal with the surface and the superficial stuff. He deals with the root causes. He deals with the root of the matter. Because you see, if you pull up the root, everything else is going to die. So when he, get, when he got down to the root, let, let's look at his answer in 30, verse 37. He said unto him, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. He said, this is the first and great commandment. To love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. He answered his question, which is the greatest commandment. He said, this is the first and the great commandment. And then he went on to say, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love the Lord and love people like you love yourself. 
Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And to love people like you love yourself. Amen. Can we see? I know some of you are saying, I know where you're going. But let's see where we, how we can get there. I want us to look at the emphasis that Jesus put on these two commandments. He's saying that everything we are to do and everything that God has spoken hinges on these two things. Love God and love people. There has been a debate as to who is our neighbor. He said, love your neighbor like you love yourself. But there has been a great debate. Who is, now who is my neighbor? Because then some people say, well, my neighbor is the one, the, just those people who are close to me and those around me. My, some people say, well, my neighbor are, are, are just those people who are like me in my same culture or who think like me. Some people have even gone to say my neighbor is my family. Those, my, and, and, and you may include your extended family and your friends. But I want us to look at this this morning. Love your neighbor as yourself. In Luke, the 10th chapter, the 30, 30 through the 37th verses, it's, it's, it's a long passage there. I'm not going to read it for you this morning for time. But this is the story of the Good Samaritan, the Good Samaritan. I want us, first of all, to look at this. There was a man there who was trapped. The man was a Jew. He was traveling along the road. He was traveling along the, the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. It was common knowledge that this particular road was uh, uh, it was notorious, rather, that anyone traveling on this road, especially if you were traveling alone, you could have gotten waylaid by thieves or robbers. They, you know, you just didn't travel this road alone because it was so famous, and people knew it was famous for crime. So now here is a man who knew better. He knew better because that was common knowledge. And so here he is, he was traveling the road alone and thieves attacked him. They not only attacked him, but they beat him up. They robbed him. They, they, they wounded him and left him there on the side of the road or in the road, half dead, half dead. Long and short of the story, a religious leader walked by him, looked at him, and kept on walking. Church folks, no, church folks, walked by, looked at him, and kept on walking. Then after him, now remember this man is half dead on the side of the road. Then after him, a priest, a Levite, someone of a, a descendant from from from. Aaron, from Aaron, a Levite, he walks by, looks at him, sees him, looks at him. He had the man half dead now and walks by. 
and walks by. Neither one of these people affiliated with the church, ingrained in the church, stopped to see if they could help the man. It could have been they were in a hurry. Maybe the Levite or the rabbi was in a hurry to get to the temple to worship the Lord. Maybe they were afraid for their own lives if I stop. Maybe this is a trap. Somebody may get me. Maybe they said this man should have known better. He got what he deserved. He knew better just like I knew better. When he heard it, he heard it just like I heard. We shouldn't be out here by ourselves. Maybe he said they said it was his own fault. He's where he is because it's his own fault. I don't know why they didn't stop. The Bible doesn't tell us why they didn't stop. But what, it, what Jesus is saying in this story is the fact that they didn't stop to help a dying man. Because the Bible said, Jesus said specifically that he was half dead. And this man is laying on the side of the road, beat up. They took his clothes, they robbed him. God help us. What, what really, what really crossed my mind right now, right just then was often something has happened to us, even as a society, where human life is not important like it used to be. People, like it should be, people, but people are important. It should be important, especially to those of the household of faith. But here, two people, two people involved in the church walk by him, walk by him, and left him there to die. But if we look on further in the story, there was a Samaritan who passed, who was passing, and he saw him. The Bible says how he was moved with compassion. Now, compassion is not just feeling sorry for somebody, but compassion is, you can look at it, look at a person's situation, and you're moving your heart to help them to change from where they are. Moved in your heart to help them to change. Now the, 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 the Samaritan, I want you to understand, now remember this man was a Jew, but the Samaritans and the Jews hated each other. There, it was so much so that in some, some rabbis, they would teach that if a Jew saw a Samaritan woman have, having a baby and was and it was distressing and needed help, they would be wrong even to help the lady who was having a baby, who was in distress because she was having a baby. They said because that meant another Samaritan was going to be born into the world. That's how much they hated him. That's how much conflict it was between the Jews and the Samaritans. But this Samaritan who knew he was hated by the Jews saw this Jewish man 
half dead, naked on the side of the road. And let's look at what he did. He went to him. He bandaged up his wounds. He poured oil and wine into his wounds for, to help him to heal. And then the Bible says how he set him upon his own animal. He set him upon his own animal and took him to the inn. Took him to an inn, which is equivalent to our hotels or motels, and asked them to take care of him. And asked them to take care of him. And not only that, but he left them enough money to take care, left them money to help if to take care of him and said, if that wasn't enough, when I come back, I'll make it good. But I want us to look at this. He not only, if he sent him upon the animal, that means he had to walk. This is somebody, the Jews hated the Samaritans. The Jews hated the Samaritans. But somebody who hated him, he took him, cared for him, nursed him, shared, helped him, shared what he had to make his life better, put him upon his own horse, which means he had to walk, put him up to make sure he was taken care of, and then said, if this isn't enough, I'll make it good when I get back. So then what does Jesus ask? Jesus asked the, the lawyer, he says, which one of these is the neighbor? Which one of these is the neighbor? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So he showed, he, and, and the, the, the lawyer didn't want to admit that. This, this Jewish man didn't want to submit, admit rather that the Samaritan was the real good neighbor, was really the neighbor. Was really the neighbor. The one who you, some who, the one who you don't like. The one you have a problem with. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. God help us this morning. Romans the 18th chapter, I'm sorry, the 13th chapter, I'm sorry, Romans the 13th chapter and the 8th verse. It says this, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love, verse 10 says this, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. I'm going to stop right there. 
Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. The Samaritan was the neighbor. The Samaritan was the neighbor. That one they didn't like. The one they didn't like was the neighbor. The word says, love your neighbor like you love yourself. How do we love ourselves? How do I love myself? I take care of me. I shield me. I make sure. And especially in times like these, if I have to go out to the store, I have on my mask, but I'm constantly looking around to make sure nobody else comes upon me or those around me are taking care. When I'm driving, I'm not just driving for me to get to where I want to go. But I make, I'm looking in my, my mirrors and, and, and all three of the mirrors, front and side. I'm constantly glancing, and this is just how we drive. This is how we drive. We know how we do. We're not only looking in looking in the in the front mirror, but we're constantly glancing. See if somebody coming up on us fast. And see, see, see if, if there's somebody here. If I get ready to, to, to turn over, I don't just turn over, but I check to make sure that nobody else is there. I make because I'm making sure that I'm safe. I'm making sure I I I, I eat. I, I go I go to the grocery. It's it's dangerous outside but i bundle up i go to the grocery store i put on two masks when i go i make sure i have sanitizer in the car i make sure that i have gloves in the car i make sure i, I make sure i have extra masks in the car if something should happen i have masks in my car i have wipes we have sanitize we have things to disinfect the house we're taking care of myself so that nothing ill happens to myself I love me. I'm supposed to love me. It didn't say don't love yourself. It said, but love your neighbor as you love yourself. And what we have got to check to see, do we love people like we love ourselves? Do we love the lovable? In other words, those nice, sweet people, the ones who will bake us cakes and cookies and brownies. Do I said that because I just I baked some cookies and brownies for somebody recently because they and I'm not a real baker, no, but they didn't. They, they we have some Jamaicans who attend our church and they they're here and they have a pecan tree in their yard. Bless the Lord for them. So they gave me the pecans. They didn't know what to do. Them, so I asked for them. They give them to me. And so I said, well, I'm going to bake them some cookies and brownies just to let them know what we do with pecans. But anyway, pecans to some of you, pecans to me. But um, so do, 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 and I'm not saying that they just love me because I baked them brownies and cookies. That was just a ha-ha for them. But only those people who are kind to us. It's easy to love those people who are kind to us. It's easy to love those people who speak well of you. But that man, that Jewish man on the ground, remember the Jews hated the Samaritans. This Samaritan stopped and helped somebody who fundamentally didn't care nothing about him. He was the neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
Matthew, the seventh chapter and the 12th verse, it says this. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Back in the day when I was growing up, that's been a long time ago, they taught us that this was the golden rule. The golden rule. Do unto others like you want them to do to you. Do unto others like you want them to do to you. We're still talking about kingdom character. Kingdom character. We want people to understand when we mess up. We want people to be merciful to us. We want people to forgive us. We want, if we are in need, we want people to help us. Don't necessarily have to be financially. If I'm, if if we're grieving, if something has happened, we want the comfort that comes from other people. We want people to be kind to us. We want people to care for us. All of us want somebody to care for us, care for us. All of us want somebody to be kind to us. Give us a kind word. Give us an encouraging word. Even just like the, 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 the comments that's coming up in the, in the, in the, in the uh, log there today as I'm teaching. I can see those comments. Those are encouraging me. They're helping me to teach and to move on. They're encouraging. We want people to consider us. Consider my feelings. Consider, don't just say anything to me. Don't just, we all of us don't want people to say any old thing. Consider that other people have feelings, not just you. I may be wrong, but all of us want people to consider our feelings. You may have to teach me something. You may, and it's okay. I may be wrong, but not because I'm pastor but just because I'm a human being. Consider how you talk to people. Consider that people, you may hurt somebody's feelings. Be considerate. All of us want, every one of us want that. What if I just come cuss us out all the time? We don't want that. We all want to be considered. We want people to love us. We want people to be kind to us. Do unto others what you want people to do to you. Do unto others. You want people to be merciful to you? Be merciful to somebody else. 
You want people to understand when you mess up. Understand when other people mess up. You want people to consider you. Consider other people. You want people to care about you? Care about somebody else. You want people to let you know that you love them, then you tell somebody else that you love them. The Bible says this. Sometimes people wonder, why I don't have friends? Why this? What? The Bible says this. He who would desire friends must first show himself friendly. We, we, want, we want people to love us. You'd be surprised if we start showing love. We start showing love to the unlovable, to that Jew down there on the street. Do you understand what I'm saying? To that man who, who treating us wrong or to that woman who talking about us. If we can start showing the love of God to others, then we would be surprised how much love comes back to us. It may not necessarily be from the person that you showed love to, but it might, it might. But what's more important is that we're doing what the word says to do. Therefore, all these things, therefore all these things, whatsoever that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. What you want them to do for you, do to others. There's a good lesson that can be taught right there and even in marriage. Sometimes we want our spouses to, to, to do certain things. Start doing for them what you want them to do for you. You'll be surprised how much they'll fall in love with it and, and they'll start doing it for you. They will start doing it for you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. They will fall in love with it. Let's not just love the unlovable. I mean, love the lovable. But let's purpose to love the unlovable. That one that talked about you. That one that, the one you know talked about you. The one you heard talking about you. The one that you heard talking about you. Love the unlovable. Are we showing kingdom character? It's something how Jesus said, all of the commandments, all of the commandments. Now remember, they only had the Old Testament and the prophets. All the law, he said, which are the commandments, are hinged on these two. They said it hangs. He said the word says it hangs on these two. That we would love God and love people. Love God and love people. The first commandment is to love God. And the second commandment is to love your neighbor. Just like you love yourself. Love that Samaritan. Love that person, the unlovable person. The one that you deem that God can't even love. The one that you deem is so far that God can't even love them. The one who's hurt you so bad that God can't even love them. Let me tell you something. 
Jesus came for everybody. He came for the one who talking about you. He came for the one who, who not talking about you. He, he came for the one who's talking about you. And he came for the one who agrees with everything you say. He loves everybody. He loves the world. If you're not loving your neighbor, you need to stop and check. I won't even say you need to check. I'll say this. If you're not loving your neighbor, you need to see that there's something wrong with your relationship and fellowship with God. Because the first and great commandment is love God. And if you love God, then you will love people. But if you, okay, you're going to love God, then you're going to love people. I can't just love people. I can't just love God and not love people because the love of God will be shared abroad in my heart. And if the love of God is shared abroad in my heart, then I'm going to love people. So if there is something wrong in my relationship with people, there's something wrong in my relationship with God. Because that Holy, the Holy Spirit, I'm going to say that Holy Spirit, mm -mm, the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us, he identifies if something is off course, if something is a little leaning a little bit, he'll say, you need to contact that person. Something's wrong. Or he'll say, you need to forgive. You're not loving like you should. Why do you feel this way? When you think about this person, why do you still feel that way? Why? He'll talk to you. He don't necessarily have to tell anybody else. He may, but he'll tell you first. He'll talk to you first. That's what he's, the same Holy Spirit in me is the one that's in you. And he's been talking to me about me. Oh, yes, he has. He's been talking to me about me. Because it's his desire for us to be holy and righteous and be the light of the world. We talked earlier, a few weeks ago, we talked about our light being out. Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 14th through the 16th verse said, ye are the light of the world. We're a city that sits on a hill that can't be hid. He said, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but he puts it on a candlestick and it gives light unto all of the house. He said, let your light so shine that men should see your good works and glorify the father which is in heaven our good works is not going and, and feeding the poor that's all good that's not necessarily what this scripture is talking about the good works is the work that god has done in our heart it's character let him let men see your character let them see your character bishop Ed says something in bible study i think it was thursday night 
I think it was this past Thursday night, he said this. When Gandhi was questioned, he said something to this effect. He said, when, God, and when Gandhi was questioned by a, mis a missionary, E. Stanley Jones, as to why he rejected becoming a follower of Christ, he said this. And Gandhi was a, was a, a, a he was from India and he, he was an activist. He was a peaceful activist. Very well known, very well quoted. All right. He said this, he said, oh, he said, oh, I don't reject Christ. I love Christ. He said, it's just that so many of you Christians are so unlike Christ. He said this, he said, if Christians would really live according to the teachings of Christ as found in the Bible, all of India would be Christian today. That's profound. How many people are there who have been looking to experience the love of God through us? And because of our character, because we have not been displaying Christian character, have they said, I don't reject Christ. I love Christ. It's just that so many of you Christians are so unlike Christ. God wants us to be, to show forth rather, kingdom character. He want, people are looking and longing to be loved. They're longing, longing to know that God is real. One of the reasons that the church is not operating in the power of God like the, the New Testament church did is because the early church, early Testament, early New Testament church is, is because of our character. But the Holy Spirit is working on our character. All he's asking us to do is simply obey. When he tells you, Kylie, you need to get that right right there. You need to fix that. Hmm. I don't, nothing wrong with, uh -uh, wasn't me. She's the one who said this and she did this and they did that and they. That's chiding with him. He already knows. He knows what your hindrance is. He knows what my hindrances are. He knows what it is going to take to get me to the next level and to pass this particular test or to pass the next. He already knows. So he's been building and he has not given us He's not going to ask us to do anything of which he has not already given us the power on the inside in order to accomplish. He's saying, love the unlovable. Forgive. He said, we can, but we cannot truly love God's way without the help of the Holy Spirit. He's there to help us. 
If we ask him, he will help us. If we ask him, he will help us. But we don't ask him because often we have to humble ourselves and we're not willing to humble ourselves because we think it's going to make us look weak. We think it's going to make, make us feel that people will take advantage of us. We think we're giving people too much advantage in our life. Uh-uh. No, no. Strong people humble themselves. It takes somebody strong to humble yourself, especially in the midst of adversity. See, because the, 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 my flesh may look weak. That's okay. But greater is the one that's on the inside of me than he that's in the world. I may look weak to you, but honey, the heart means when the Holy Ghost is standing up strong, the Holy Spirit is standing up strong then. And that's when I know I'm growing. I'm stretching. He's stretching me out in him when I walk in simple obedience. Jesus has sent us the Holy Spirit to help us. He's given us the grace we need to help. We can come to the throne of grace and we can get grace to help. He's asking us for simple obedience. The world needs us. The children of God, the world needs to see that Jesus is real. By this shall all men know that we are his disciples, that we would have love one for another. Love one for, that's in the church and out of the church. By this, that... Because often we even feel some church folks are unlovable. We feel that some church folks are messed up so much that God doesn't even care about them anymore. The devil is a liar. You love until God says it's over. I can remember a situation where the Lord has told me, I mean, I told, I said, God, I told the Lord one time, I said, God, I'm done. I said, I've done this. I, listen, listen to this. I want you to hear this. Hear just what I'm saying. I've done this. I've done that. They did this to me. They said this. I've gone above and beyond over and over. They keep doing this. To me, it's all about the I and the me. But what the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to see, it has nothing to do with you. We should feel that we're honored to work for the Lord. He's calling us. And it just might be you go back one more time. This may be the time that that person yields completely to the will and way and purpose of God. He's calling us. He's calling us and he's honoring us and he's favoring us to work in the kingdom for him. He's honoring us. He's called us and he's saying, come unto me. Come unto me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Whatever it is that he wants from us, let's give him what he wants. All men will know that we belong to the Lord. Why? Because, simply because, we have his spirit on the inside. But not only do we have his spirit on the inside, but, but 
what will happen is we'll walk in obedience. We'll show Christ's character. We'll show the We'll show the character of the kingdom. Men will want what we have. People are looking for hope. It's dark out here. There are people in the church losing their way. Their people, our brothers and sisters, are losing their way. And I've been guilty of saying, oh goodness, look at what they're doing. I've been guilty of that. But God, forgive me. Even during these times that we're in now, God help us. We're still the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We're the, I have, I have, I had 11 brothers and sisters. I have 10 living. And if one of my brothers or sisters go la-la and do whatever, they steal my brother and sister. It becomes my responsibility to pray. Even when they talk, if they talk about me, if they run me down, it's still my responsibility to love. It's still my responsibility to love. It's my responsibility. That's what God is expecting from me because that's what I would want somebody else to do for me. If I go la la, do unto others as we would have men do unto us. The first commandment is love the Lord. That's the great command. Love God first. Love him. Let's work on that relationship. But I can't just be all holy, holy, holy and not love you too. Because I would want you to have the same relationship with God as I can. The same kind of fellowship that I would have with God is the same fellowship I would want you to have with God. Because you know what? And I'm closing. You know what? If you come into fellowship with God, then what someone may have deemed as my, someone who someone may have deemed as my enemy will now become a friend because we'll be walking together in God. Let's pray for one another. Pray for the one, pray for that Jew down on the street. Let's be like the Samaritan. Let's love God's way. That's kingdom character. That's kingdom character. And that's what God is asking for every one of us to display kingdom character. And if we can kingdom character. And if we can't, and if we aren't, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I don't like so and so and so. I don't like, tell the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go tell them, Holy Spirit, I don't like them. I don't like what they did. But if you help me, help me to love like God wants me to love. And you earnestly ask him, I promise you, I promise you, he'll help you. He'll help you. Yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. All we've got to do all we've got to do is submit ourselves to the will, way, and purpose of God. Amen.
I love you this morning. Church, let's find God's heart. And let's not be so, yeah, I'm, huh. they don't have to, they, they, they don't want no God. Mm-mm. But as I find God's heart, I'm praying for you that you will want to come to God also. That you'd want his heart just like I want his heart. I don't know what your circumstances have been. There may have been negative things that have happened in your life in the church. I don't know. But I know the Holy Spirit knows. And he knows what buttons that needs to be pushed to turn off the, the darkness in your heart. He knows what buttons to be pushed that can open or, or to be flipped, what switches need to be flipped in order so that you, so that you, that individual rather, can get out of where the, the cage that the enemy, as it were, has put them in. But if I pray, if I love them enough to pray, even if they're kicking me, if I love them enough to pray for them, it just might be that the Lord would help. That's what I'd want somebody to do for me. So let's do unto others. And let's love others as we would want people to love us. Amen. I love you. I thank God for you. I want us to pray. Let's love. Let's love. And this is one of those messages I want us to examine ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit to shine the light on my heart. Shine the light on your heart. Ask him to shine the light on your heart. Am I loving your way? Am I loving the way you want me to love? And when, <laughs> and he will show you you. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared of what he shows you. May not be pretty, but he will tell you the truth. He ain't gonna lie to you. And you know, when he shows it to you, you're gonna know it's the truth. Amen. I love you this morning. Let's pray. Father, here we are again. Here we are. Here we are. We belong to you. We're your children. But Lord, you see us. You've seen us. You know us. You know the deepest, darkest crevices of our hearts. I pray, Father, this morning, Holy Spirit, shine the light on us. Show us us. Let us see us like you see us. Let us pray this prayer. Lord, let me see me like you see me. Lord, let me see me like you see me. And Lord, as you show us us, I pray God this morning that you would give us the courage to obey you. Give us the courage to obey. And we believe you for it. I thank you for it this morning. Because God, we want to honor you. We want men to see that you're real. You didn't just save us and take us out of here, but you left us here to be the light in this dark world. So help us this morning. We bless you for it. Wherever we are, whenever someone's hearing this message, let us be light and life to somebody else. I bless you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. And if you don't know the Lord as Lord and Savior, let's talk to the Lord. Father, I pray for them right now. Those who don't know you, who desire to know you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do a work in the hearts. Save them. Let them completely surrender to your will. 
Surrender to your way and to your word. And let them continue to start growing in grace. We believe you for them. We thank you. Wash them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen.